Hey kiddos, Justin here. This episode does have a little bit of sound issues here and there, but do not let that take away from the amazing experience you're about to have. We have Stephanie on, Ray Sean from the Art Gap Podcast, uh, Gooby from the Toon Balloon, Mitch from Talking Anime, and Psychotics from uh, Sippin' for Senpai. We've assembled this great cast, almost Avenger style, to interview Stephanie, voice of Kid Goku and Young Gohan. So, Hope you enjoy it, and uh, we'll see you next time. Proud each and every one of you. Oh, thank Come you. Out. Thank you. Now it's time to go get some food. Yeah. I know what you're up to. Yeah, you want to be the king, huh? What about honor and and and, and fantasy shit? Your darkness swallowed up my son. Who decided that? Okay. What? No, I sell propane. Hey there, kiddos. Looks like you found your dad's anime stash. I guess I'm hosting this week as the other regular member of the podcast disappeared. Uh, with me in the studio this week is our favorite guest, Ray Sean. So we've got Mitch, Mr. Under 9000. Howdy, howdy. Our other favorite guest, Sai. That's not how other, I mean, favorites work, but. <laughs> and then our actual favorite, Gooby, the Toon Balloon. Hello. <laughs> this is a big episode because we are interviewing our good friend, Stephanie, who you all might know as Gohan. Gohan. Yeah. She, she was in Dragon Ball. She was in Dragon Ball Z. She voiced several characters. So uh, we're just going to let her talk for an hour, and we won't interrupt her. Go ahead, Stephanie. <laughs> All right, here I go. Here I go. Here I go. Here I go again. No. What do you mean? Oh, shit. Don't put me on the spot, right? We tried, and you failed miserably. Yeah. I am no, in the hot seat, you. Yes. We appreciate uh, you coming on. Uh, we invited all of our friends to prove that we know you. Uh-huh. Uh, As you can see, and, and we're also proof that he has friends too. So you know, yeah, it's a it's a double flex. Yeah, that or you guys are good actors, right? Mm-hmm. Good actors, I get paid good. So, <laughs> I don't, Stephanie. We are the cream of the anime podcasting crop. If you can't tell, absolutely, it gets no better than us. So you right. can get excited. The new. Start because I'm just in a like a like a culture shock right now. <laughs> I don't think that's the right shock. No, it's not. <laughs> She's so I don't know the word. She that's, know how shocked to be. <laughs> so I have a question. My main question is: Did you already know about Dragon Ball before you auditioned for it? No clue. Oh, okay, no. that's interesting. I didn't know what anime was. I didn't know what Dragon Ball Z was. I didn't know what Jap- Japanese anime. I didn't know any of that. I, I got into the audition totally blind from meeting um, the producer in the studio um, when I was singing with Brave Combo, a, a band out of uh, the da- North Dallas, Denton, Texas. And um, I had done some, you know, some some work with Chuck E. Cheese and had done you know quite a bit of singing and touring. And I was in the industry already and happened to meet. The, the guy that I ultimately ended up calling me in for the audition. So it wasn't an open call. It was kind of who you knew. 
That's crazy. So what got you into? So what got you into voice like doing auditions? Uh, I, you know, like I said, I was, I was singing. I've, I've been, I was singing professionally since I was about 18 and um, had been in and out of road bands. Well, mainly the main uh, show band I was with for a couple of decades um, got me in with working in the studio, uh, doing anything from jingles to uh, mm -hmm. Chuck E. Cheese voiceover singing as characters. And um, that, like I said, that's how I met the producer who, exchange we exchange information and he asked me if I've ever done voice acting and I said well yeah I mean I've been doing voices for fun since I was a kid so uh mimicking and you know weird Al Yankovic stuff but mostly singing and doing voices and so when I came in for the audition I just naturally auditioned for what looked me to me to be female roles um okay. um like I said I didn't know what Mark, I was auditioning you know? for I didn't Say again? I thought Par was a dude. No, no, Par, no, Par is a is a girl. Par is a girl. I didn't know. I just they just said You're they blowing our minds here with this inside. <laughs> high pitched voice, so I tried to do a high pitched voice, uh, and then I auditioned for females, and they asked me to do a voice of a little boy, a kid voice, and I've had you know I had stepbrothers and brothers, and had you know experience being around little boys growing up from being in school, you know. So I just gave them what I thought was. A little boy voice, and they liked it. They liked it. They wanted it a little raspy, so I gave them some rasp. Yeah. No, I'd been, yeah, I've been mimicking singers and and cartoon voices, and I mean anything. Also, my babysitters. I mean, I was you know a mimic, you know whatever. I I did it for fun. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but you didn't do the Goku voice for in Dragon Ball, correct? I did. Else. You did. Okay. Okay, I was about to say. Yeah, the OG Dragon Ball. Okay. Uh, not Kyle but Dragon Ball, uh, the OG, and then the okay, Dragon Ball, the original okay. series. Do you, you, do you regret not demanding to do the theme song? <laughs> oh, man, I wanted to. Um, I, I have a demo of that. My, I actually went into the, to the recording studio with um, Carl Finch from Brave Combo, who was also called in to do the music for several of, of the uh, anime themes. And I, I was selected, thankfully, to sing um, the Yu Yu Hakusho, <gasps> one of the endings. Um, Sayonara Bye Bye was the first one I did. And then um, from there. Size I, mind. <laughs> oh, yeah. A, a lot of my fans. I don't know if it's listed. It might, I don't know if it's listed in my IMDb, IMDb or not, or Wikipedia. Oh, my God. Yeah, his head would and have exploded the if you said you did Smile Bomb. <laughs> and, oh, my God. That's what I thought. But then. But then Kitty Grade, Grade, I did the opening and closing for that, and um, uh, case closed. Really, from me caught in the distance. I, it's kind of all I can remember. I'm about to um, cry. <laughs> really? Cry? Yeah. I to, to make it big as a singer, I you know the the voice acting. I love was the, something oh. took me by surprise. But yeah, Josh hit it on the nail. If you would have said "smile bomb," I would have, I would have died. Aww. I did. So also, you... <clears throat> I also Rachel. produced a couple of um, sessions with some other singers um, with some of the other songs. They, they wanted a, a variety of different singers that sounded different, different people. So I brought in some of my girlfriend singers that I had sang with, you know, with in bands and stuff, and was able to direct a little bit and help 
construct the Japanese translation into English lyrics, which I've always been a kind of a poet. So that was a really a unique experience to be able to be involved in that as well. I bet. That's pretty dope. So yeah, I have a demo of the Dragon Ball theme. Uh, and then there's like some YouTube stuff out there from some of my anime um, conventions where I, I think I sang it. Yeah, go ahead and send us that demo. We'll make it our new theme song. <laughs> yeah, get the rights cleared I if you can. Change the lyrics and write something for you, maybe, or get a background track and just make something up. That would to. be amazing if you want to send. It's going to be all of our podcast. You know <laughs> How did it feel whenever you started? Um... <laughs> Oh my goodness, that's amazing. Um, I had a question. So how did it feel whenever you started reading the lines when it came to like Dragon Ball in general? Because I know that it can be very different from like American culture. And I was just curious of like, how did you feel reading those? <laughs> oh, I had so much fun with Dragon Ball. Um, silly little kid humor innocence just basically channeling my inner kiddo um and i love kids so and we all we, we were all kids once so we can you know kind of channel what we experienced as a kid so i just kind of followed direction um i was already i didn't even know that i was going to be cast in dragon ball i didn't like i said i just showed up to work you know, I was booked, you know, hey, you're booked this day at this time. I showed up and we just died, you know, drove into whatever was there. I mean, sometimes it was background vocals. Sometimes it was uh, villagers, women screaming, babies crying. Um, and okay. and uh, uh, I, I was cast as Gohan first. I was cast as Gohan in the new saga. And we just started where they had left off from the ocean dub in Canada. So Ginyu Saga was where I came in whenever Go Gohan has the little bowl cut. Mm -hmm. and he's kind of a background character, just kind of watching and, you know, behind the rocks, you know. Um, and then we we went back and did dub uh, episode one through where we had started so that we'd have a whole entire cast of the same, the same cast. Wow. And then Dragon Ball came along, you know, about a year and a half, two years later. And then I was just cast as Goku. Just I, I think the director was pretty confident in my um range abilities to be able to pitch the voice up being that goku and gohan are related so they could sound similar and then we mm -hmm. just pitched it up and i used kind of the acting skills behind the delivery the lines mm -hmm. so, so do you play him that. all the way through dragon ball so do you play him from the kid all the way to his adult at the end of all dragon the ball? way through uh until he no, I, I didn't play him as an adult, but um, oh, okay. as a kid, and, then, and then Gohan, I started him as a as a baby kid, you know, all the way through the cell saga. Okay, so you got to play. Can we, can we take a break? What's what's going? What's up with that dog behind you? <laughs> Tell me everything about dog? that dog. Whose dog? My dog. Your dog, yeah. Oh, that's Brady. Hey, Brady. Hi, Brady. Oh. Talk to him. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> you big ham. He's a ham. You're such a ham. He's learned it from me, I guess. Always voicing and singing. And he's, yeah, he understands perfect English. He pays no taxes. 
three squares a day. This this dog is living the dream. None of my dogs <laughs> understand a word of English. My dogs so, understand everything I say. They just don't care. Are that too? I have two cats in here too. I have a Norwegian cow chicken. I hear something in the background of this. Do you guys have animals? I I do. I, I, don't, I do. think they're making noise. I have two corgis, but they're on the other side of the house. Oh, the little stubby legs. I had a corgi one. We have a Yorkie, Yorkie, and Pitbull. I have a two uh, two Persians. They're just laying around, looking beautiful. That's pretty much all they do. Eat and take naps, I do that too. right? I get it. I do that too. I get it. Yeah. So, yeah. How is it? How is it that um, uh, the, the feeling of the feeling knowing of that you have been, have been part of such an iconic series in anime? Oh, it's great! It's sustaining me. It sustained me through COVID. I mean, when things were shutting down and my band couldn't perform, and I had to cancel all my shows. And uh, uh, this past year, more than anything, being that. There's there's anime Comic Con appearances and, and be, being that Dragon Ball, and the Dragon Ball Z series was so, like you said, iconic and outrageously popular, like way more than I even realized. Like every time I go to these conventions, I'm like, why do you want me here? Like what? Who am I? You know? And it's like these, these fans grew up on on these the show, and they they call it the voice or one of the voices of their childhood. So, That's got to be pretty cool. Okay. It's kind of like, like the best of both worlds where at that convention, at that you're one of the most famous people in the world. And then at any other time, you can just do whatever you want and be left alone. Yeah, I mean, um, I'm self-employed. I mean, I, I, I tried all kinds of different jobs in between um, singing in bands and traveling and touring. And um, I did jingles. Um, I wrote parodies for morning show radio, which is very comedic. Uh, change words to, to songs that were, you know, current, make it funny. Like I did one, uh, Broccoli Spears, uh, Broccoli Spears, Eat Your Veggies When You Die. And I changed the whole song, <laughs> you know, Britney Spears song. And um, I, I did some stuff uh, with, um, I did a turkey like this. I did a lot of holiday stuff for the radio stuff that the comedic, it was basically a company that provided a, weekly cd at the time it was a cd that would go out to all of the radio uh subscribers of the service and um i would come up with different ideas and then come in the studio and either write it ahead of time work with your musicians and knock that out that was really fun i i really wanted to be a staff jingle writer to the end and singer um the position mm -hmm. was there wasn't mm -hmm. a position like that available and i was you know traveling with a band and working at you know funimation doing the voice work so I, I had plenty to do back in the 90s for sure. There's only lettuce and garlic. There's only lettuce and garlic. Huh? Huh? what are you doing, bro? what are you doing, bro? <laughs> You're making oh, us look less professional than we normally look. But anyway, some of those songs that I did are on YouTube. There's one called Kids Christmas, and I did the voice of a little boy and a little girl and wrote the, wrote the songs and did actually uh, a whole, like, song, like, by myself. Well, I worked with Carl Finch and Brave Combo, and he helped me with the music. And then I did another one called uh, Halloween Rocks, and it's very, the, the voices are very Goku, very young Goku voice sounding, you know, 
but mm -hmm. he but he's singing mm -hmm. so it's it's pretty neat um there's quite mm -hmm. a bit of it i haven't even right. gotten online put online yet because i just haven't stopped and learned how to get i have like a whole album of music from like 97 um that was supposed to be a record deal um but i would have had to move to like la or new york and my mom had passed away suddenly in 99 and when that happened it just it changed all my plans and uh i bought a house and stayed put in North Texas. So that's kind of what happened there. But thankfully, I've been able to find work and still travel. I've, I've taught some music, some music classes, piano lessons, beginner piano for kids and mentored kids that want to get into the industry. And then eventually, I'm hoping to, to put together some workshops and uh, like some of the other voice actors are doing and then, um, or maybe some live classes I would love to get in front of, especially young children, because um, I knew as a little kid, like, I think I remember three or four, I knew I was going to pursue um, singing and voice, using my voice as a career. And thank God I was able to. <laughs> I've been, you can't, I've been doing piano since I was a kid. Yeah. We could get together afterwards. I need to dabble back into it because if you don't practice, you'll forget. It's you just, it's if you get out what you put into it very much so when you're learning a musical instrument. Do you get it? Do you get invited to conventions? Invited to conventions? I don't know why. Uh, like, it's, it's yes, like, sometimes. Like, uh, it, you know, it's different. Um, sometimes, yes. And then sometimes I put them together myself or I might inquire okay. and say, hey, okay. you know, weekend open. Uh, right now, it's my main form of income is the Comic-Cons and appearances, um, signing autographs. I mean, the pop, the Funko Pops are huge right now. Um, I have some really cool original artwork that I have on, I put out display on my table, some prints of various sizes with different artists and um, yeah, sign autographs where people bring things to the convention. It gets promoted and they come through and just bring, sometimes I see some of the coolest stuff that people either drew themselves or they got somewhere online, some um, amazing artwork I've seen that people bring to the conventions to have signed. It's pretty cool. So yeah, that's, I mean, that's my main thing right now is touring with Comic-Cons. And then I, I just knocked out a very lengthy audition uh, for Country Wall. So I'm kind of finally, all these years later, I'm kind of back in the loop, you know, kind of like was not there. Now I'm kind of like, hey, I was here all along, you guys. Like I never retired or anything. Um, so I just auditioned for the summer series. I don't, uh, I did like 16 voices. So I'm hoping somebody hears something they like. Um, it was just a wide variety of, kid voices um i did a mother an old lady an old an old man i did a monster a critter i did all kinds of just different voices that i think that they weren't exactly looking for specific characters they just wanted to see what kind of range and what pool of talent was there and if anything stands out so that was really fun because i think i'm better at the character voices than i am in like just regular my own voice or radio oh no i don't know no they're they're very up That's they're very yeah yeah no i mean if there's i'm sure there's just hundreds and hundreds of people auditioning all all the time if not thousands at this point um, but, to, mm -hmm. but to finally get back into the realm is is wonderful because that's my livelihood. So, yeah, I'm hoping to get. I mean, I'm ready to 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 take a bite out of a new role that's you know challenging, that's something different. You know, maybe a female role. <laughs> um, you know, yeah. So, what's your process when it comes to when it comes to, uh, uh, 
doing voice acting. Doing voice acting. Well, I the it depends on the audition. Um, there there was a short time that I well I say a short time, but actually very long time. I actually had an agent that would send me voice acting for voiceover auditions. Um, I'm hearing something. Yeah. Yeah. Does that mean Sai? I think it's I think it's Sai. I think it's Sai. Okay. Um. So well, I just take it as like I mean like I just get get the the character description and um. I sit down with my sound engineer who happens to be my business partner now and my bass player, my band. So we work together all the time, whether it be working at comic cons, helping me run, um, you know, taking road trips, traveling. Um, but he's a sound engineer for a radio station. And so we help each other out. Um, he helps me record auditions and, you know, edits everything down for me. He's going to eventually teach me how to do the editing part of it uh, with the software and all that technical stuff. And um, I just sit down usually with him and then we either record them from home or we um, rent out time at the radio station at night, like whenever there's an opening and then we um, we knock them out. And this, this one was really fun because I literally did 16 completely different voices and I was very, very adamant about them being good and completely unique sounding voices or I wasn't even going to submit them. Like I, if, if there was one that I was like, man, I don't think I'm really going to try out for this one because... You know, it's obviously going to more than likely go to a man because it's a man voice. I mean, it's not that I can't do male voices. I'm just better at the younger, the younger voice, uh, the very over the top melodramatic, like either an old man or a young boy child or maybe a teenage boy. Um, and all the other ones were female. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it was fun. I've had my, my fair share of voices. My fair share of voices that I've wound up. Getting rid of that, I never liked my auditions. No. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. I, I yeah, was. I, that. I just went for the most wacky ones, and, and then I worked my way from the completely different, unique character voices, and then went through all of the. They call them sides. It's just a picture of a character. It's very, very neutral stuff, and then I would just work back to the ones that I think are the most like my own voice. And I usually try to save the more strenuous uh, screaming and yelling uh, villain voices, like a villain or a monster or a crazy, wacky animal voice. I save all that for the very end just to preserve my voice. Because then if it is raspy and I blow it out a little bit, it won't matter because it'll be all done at the end. And then I follow the directions, make sure everything's in the correct format, make sure that it's a nice, clean read, that it's all nice and balanced. And that's where Dan comes in. He helps me with all of that. And so we're a good team for each other. And then if he needs somebody to do a radio ad or to be different characters for his radio commercials, you know, I stop by the studio and knock those out for him. You write a comedy jingle for him. Oh yeah, just anything like I mean, every once in a while he'll need children's voices or like um uh they'll do they'll might be a commercial for um a church and they need like a nice warm you know female voice that's very you know soothing or maybe for like a healthcare company or um if anytime he needs somebody that's unique so that it's not the same voices all day long on, on these multitude of stations that are under the same umbrella. So he kind of uses me when he wants something different or a client says, Hey, try this with this one. Or it might be a dialogue of, of like a wife and a husband talking back and forth. And then he might call me in to be the wife or, you know, it's, it, it's hit and miss, but um, I do that for him. And then he does things for me and we don't really exchange money. We just kind of take care of each other's 
needs that involve sound engineering and voiceover and, and music. We were in a band together called Moonglass and that's on um, Facebook. We have Moonglass Band. Um, we're going to hopefully start booking that um, because we had really kind of went on hiatus with COVID. Um, 2020 and 21, we only had a, just a just a couple, two, three gigs uh, that we that we do every year annually. But for the most part, we had to just kind of like hunker down like the rest of the world and <laughs> cook food and, and find a new hobby and find other resourceful ways to bring in some kind of an income. Um, yeah, it was very interesting. It's, you know, interesting. Some people worked more or more during COVID, depending on your job. Yeah, it was a blast. Uh, yeah, it was a blast. <laughs> Plexi glass companies and hand sanitizer companies, <laughs> masks yeah. and I mean, yeah. so I don't know. I've, everybody's antsy to get out and about, and I'm definitely sensing that when I'm doing these conventions and appearances. And um, some uh, anime places are opening; they're doing grand opening. So I'm always on the lookout to keep my calendar booked. And it's pretty much weekends at this point, and I was already used to doing that with singing in bands, and so the most of our work was always. You know thursday through sunday that's when so which one do you prefer which one do you prefer to do i like i like it all i mean i i knew like i said as a young kid i was going to do something with this voice i mean my voice that got me in trouble talking in class and back talking as a teen and crying in my room and all that stuff is all just was in, and all the theater i did a lot of um musical theater community theater anything involving talent shows and uh I, I just knew that's what I was going to do. I mean, what I, what I wanted to pursue, but I, my, my passion and love, my deep love is the music and the singing is definitely my first love. The, but the other part of me loves the, especially the comedic side of voice acting. I just had more fun with, with um, comedy, improv, and really wacky, crazy characters, like cartoon characters. Like I, I think that I gravitate towards that. And did most of that growing up for fun so that's what i think i'm just naturally better at mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. i definitely enjoy the comedic side um i did okay. go to college okay. for drama for dramatic arts and really pursued learning how to be a a an actor a theater actor uh, maybe even a film actor and i was just so over the top musical theater that i never could get a really good solid role um in anything serious um and so i just went to the classes and learned from those around me from my peers but was always cast in the musicals which i had a blast doing because it was singing dancing and acting and costumes it was like everything and that's the band i was with from all through my from about age 19 through uh, 39 i guess it was all of that too it was singing dancing acting costumes skits uh, Vince Vance and the Valiants is the name of the band, um, and they've been around 50 years, um, longer than yeah. I've been alive. <laughs> so, and he's still going strong. He's the only original member. He's living in the New Orleans area now, where he's originally from, and uh, really popular Christmas song. I'll all for Christmas is you. Can Learned a lot being on the road with a bunch of people on a tour bus. Let me tell you tour bus would break down in the middle of nowhere. You might go a couple days without a hotel room or a shower. Um, they became like your family, your brothers and sisters, you know, stopping at truck stops, never know what you're going to eat, when you're going to eat. Just a lot of uh, roughing it on the road. A lot of makes me think of that movie alive. alive. Yeah. Oh, does it really? Oh, that's crazy. We saw that movie on the tour bus. So we, that was one thing we did. 
We watched like, a lot hope of it doesn't TV. break down. VHS tapes and stuff. Yeah, we. Um, but uh, we 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 made it fun, you know. But yeah, sometimes it wasn't so fun break, being broken down in like hundred degree weather, and you know, or the generator will go out. And we'd have no AC, or we'd, we'd be up in Michigan and it'd be freezing. It'd be like you know twenty five below, and our heater would go out, and we'd all be huddled in front of the bus. It's like, gonna, what are we gonna be there? So we can <laughs> take a hot shower. So, but having a tour bus was. I mean, I joined the band in 91, which is right when the band went from a, uh, a van to a shuttle van to a tour bus. So uh, whenever possible, we would take that tour bus and just leave early and drive all over the United States. Uh, or we'd fly places if it was we needed to be somewhere the next day. We'd fly. And a lot of times we wouldn't go to sleep. We'd be up all night, uh, wide awake till three or four in the morning. It'd be time to go to the airport at five or five. So um, I'm glad I did that while I was young, while I was super young, because my body I guess, acting is not like that. Not so much, but um, I, I was utilizing my voice a lot. So thankfully, I was able to do all those crazy screams and yells and and not completely lose my voice because I was constantly in practice. I was using my voice all the time. I did have to rest it quite a bit, especially during the cell saga. Yeah, I was gonna ask, I was gonna ask um, what, was um, what was more difficult doing, like the crying, like, the crying or the screaming? Or the screaming. Um, well, it was definitely more taxing on my voice to be screaming, especially this the cell saga screaming, just screaming and screaming for like ever, over and over and over and over, and then they would overlay and you know, all different kinds of Kamehameha's. And, you know, there was a time we did some video games. Um, those those weren't near as, near as strenuous. Um, we would just go from line to line to line. There was no dubbing. Uh, we would just follow a script and then just take direction. But definitely the most strenuous was the Cell Saga. But what I would do is just, um, I'd be like a new person the next day. I would just, I, my, just using my voice so much, I thankfully was very resilient. I could just drink a lot of water, get a lot of sleep and start over the next day and I'd be fine. Um, it, the only time I really lost my voice was when I was singing, like, I don't know, something like uh, two months in a row every night or every other night for like long periods of time and then getting sick or having a sinus infection because I have really bad allergies and then like singing and singing on top of that. And then coming in when I get off the road, go straight into Funimation and record all day, you know, three days a week. That's when it was really hard. I actually almost got nodes. I had pre nodules. And I had to go see a um, specialist for my um, an ear, nose, and throat specialist to preserve my voice and make sure I wasn't going to do any damage from all the screaming and yelling, screaming, and singing over really loud rock bands. You know, with like you know eight or nine people on stage, it was extremely, it was totally different than what I'd ever done before. I'd I'd been in in bands before, but nothing of that. So is that the genre you like to sing? Rock, R and B, soul, jazz, and um, oldies and some country you know being from the the south and i i was from memphis i'm from memphis tennessee and i live in north texas you know dfw which is dallas for worse is a lot of country music and um i've been in mostly cover bands um yeah and we did a lot of like we did like the rock and roll reviews like shanana b52s like 50s to the 90s so we did a lot of oldies and so as a result i ended up being in bands that could play with bands for older crowds um mm -hmm. that could embrace the old the music from the 50s 60s and 70s which is you know some of the stuff i i listened to because my parents were listening to that and so, so yeah who yeah. you like the cover who's your favorite cover 
uh, Donna Summer and ABBA, like seventies, but like mm. soulful, soulful disco. Uh, you should like have said pop. Kate Bush. That's a really timely thing. Yeah, yeah, she's <laughs> in the charts now with her eighties stuff. Yeah, Stranger I do, Things. I do, I do. Yes, I, I, I've never seen that show. I've heard really good good things about it i honestly i stay really busy so i don't really watch a lot of tv i know i'm missing out on a lot of cool stuff i did watch more of it obviously during the pandemic when it when we were all you should down. retire to watch uh, tv <laughs> yes i know well if i can make enough money i can definitely do that um but I, I did binge watch uh breaking bad and i was blown away by that one that was like wow i was so oh, breaking bad is really good but i like i, I like watch, binge watch breaking bad the day after yeah, I, the last episode aired, I, I spent the next six days watching the entire thing. I just, I could never go to bed because I'm like, one more, okay, one more, we'll watch one more, watch one more. Um, but yeah, no, I'm missing out on a lot of stuff. I, I haven't been out watching. There's a bunch of new movies out I'd, I'd really like to to have a, you know, have a look, look at. I know I'm missing out on a bunch of stuff, but I've just been staying really busy. And because it was such a shutdown and for so long, and I couldn't work, like, hardly at all. I'm like trying to make it for lost time and I'm like, and I like being busy. I, I do better when I'm busy and when I'm like on my toes and stuff. And whenever I do some of the conventions, I'll just, it's kind of like a, a mini vacation because I get to leave town and, 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 you know, visit another state or another area of the United States. And um, I enjoy that part of it. I enjoy, I mean, it's kind of like I'm back to my roots where I'm traveling. And I was always moving around as a kid. We, we, I moved like 16 times before. No, so I had that backwards. I moved, uh, I think, nine or ten times before I was even 16 years old. So, I mean, I was always on the go. So now that I'm older, once I bought my house, I'm like, I'm not ever moving again. It's like, because moving is not easy. And moving to different little small towns growing up was really, really hard. But I was able to channel a lot of that stuff um, through my acting and with the voice acting, especially with Goku and Gohan, because I could channel that experience those experiences of watching your loved ones or your friends getting picked on or, or yourself getting picked on um and bullied and stuff so i can like really embrace that part of it so i can definitely relate to all of that so that's kind of where i got a lot of my experience for or my um influences and different things that i could draw from from life experience one good thing though one about moving is you get to throw away stuff you you don't really need like, I'm surrounded yeah. by crap. I lived here for like 10 years. And I, yeah, you will there's accumulate. No floor space in this room. Yeah. yeah. I don't need that is just I'm kind of in a, in, a, in a moving situation right now in a hotel because there was a flood and all this stuff. The house was just a mess and it all had to be tossed. So it was like, it was like kind of freeing to just have the professionals come in and just toss everything that was ruined throw your childhood life. away <laughs> like that part of yeah well i thankfully i kept some of that in just photo albums right <laughs> i like looking at the style i really i i love reminiscing they, they, about they, the past but i think i lived in the past a little bit too much from you know having constantly looking back at what i was ripped from as a as opposed to like living in the moment which i'm doing a lot better now that i'm older um I highly encourage all of you to practice mindfulness and being in the moment because literally it's like, boom, it's like next thing you know, you're 40 years old, 50 years old. And you're like, what, what, what just happened? What just happened? Um, and just, really just cause I don't know. I mean, a lot of people live either in the past or they live in the future or they're constantly worried about what's coming next or what's the next thing that I'm looking forward to, whether it's a net your next meal or, but, but living in the moment and embracing nature or your surroundings and just really, 
uh, honing in on the moment. It's because that's all you've got. I mean, boom, boom, boom. Next thing you know, you're, you yeah, what are you going to do? You're going to leave. What's your legacy? Like what you really want to leave something good behind when, when mm -hmm. it's all over. Next thing you know, you're a pile of photos getting washed up yeah. in your granddaughter's floor that she's just thrown away. She doesn't care anymore. Right. It could happen. I mean, I, you know, it's, I, I think that also another thing you learn when you have to move a lot is you just, it's, you really just start to realize that you really can't take everything with you anyway. So it's like, why, why get a storage room and that, that you just keep, and then you pay all this money on and you're just, you don't even, you ain't even going to use that crap. No more. You don't even enjoy what it, Cause like my mom passed away young. She, she was my age when she died and I was 20. I had just gotten cast as go, go on. I had literally just gotten cast. And, um, is very sudden and troubling because I was extremely close to my mother, but um, I, I'm just found that what little I have left of her, you know, I like to see treasure, like stuff that I sit out or photos of her memories and things like that. But, uh, but it, when it came to like boxes of her clothing and things like that, that stuff just kind of, it basically just deteriorates. So, True. you know, you, you cherish the memory first and foremost, but you just kind of choose, pick and choose what you want. Otherwise you're setting things out to just collects dust. And then you're like, why do I have all these knickknacks that are collecting dust that I'm constantly having to clean, you know? So, yeah, I challenge myself to really be more of a minimalist now that I'm older, really kind of shake things off. And um, I give a lot of stuff to my nieces. My brother had two daughters um, right after my mom died. And so they're my, the closest thing I have to kiddos besides my animals, my fur babies. And I'm constantly like adopting people's babies and kids at these anime conventions. I absolutely uh, they they bring their babies and their kids dressed up as Gohan and Goku and just different characters from different anime and it's just adorable. Were you so surprised cool. how popular you were at these conventions? I still am. I'm like, why why me? Like, what is so amazing why about is me? Line so long? It's the really cool voices. Yeah, I mean, that's I just grew up doing them naturally, thinking and assuming everybody could do it. Everybody can do. Do you get more older fans more or older younger fans, fans or younger fans? Most of my fans now are between 30 and 40, 25 and 35. 30 and 40. Watching, well, they were watching the show when they were. When they were kids. That's what I'm thinking. And that stuff was on. I mean, I just remember when I first was dubbing and voicing, the episodes were on TV within, a, within like six months. So like the summer of 99 was the first time I saw and heard my voice on TV, on Cartoon Network. And I it was, was like, there was something about that though, as opposed to popping in a VHS tape or a DVD later on was DVD, but like to re to like turn on the TV and then to hear you guys like that. It was like, it's like, that, oh, wow. I feel like I've kind of really made it. It wasn't my thing, but it was, the, yeah. And so I'm really glad I got to sh share that with my mom because that, um, I always wanted, I've always thought my mom would, you know, I could be, she'd live to be, have a long life and I'd have kids. And it was, I, I came from kind of a big family. She, my dad, both were the oldest of four. So I had like a big family in Tennessee and then we always moved around. So the family kind of dissipated when she passed away because she was the glue. And so it's, we've all been out of state since then. So, yeah, but yeah, I got to share that with her and she got to see my brother get married and, um, but cancer. Cancer sucks. Yeah. What did what did she think did, of you doing your little voice? Did you think it was silly? It was silly. Yeah, she. I don't think she was surprised because I had been doing that silly stuff my whole life, and you know, to the point where it's like 
Stephanie, it's time to go to bed. And I would just be like, ah, you know, just voices and singing and road trips. I'd be singing at the top of my voice, you know, oh, and no. I, I wouldn't stop until I was literally told, okay, let's take a break. <laughs> All right. Let's turn on the radio for a change. And like, look at the scenery. I mean, I just was like, I knew, I just knew when I was a kid, I was like, I want to be in show business. Take me to California so I can audition for all the commercials. And it's like, no, 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 you're not going. No, no, very strict childhood. Very, very strict. You mentioned that um, mentioned you that, um, do mentorships, right? Mentorships, so, right? how does that so work? Is it like a program? Work? Like a program? There's no program for mine. I just, people just reach out to me. Um, and if I have time and I can manage it, I mean, I only mentor, you know, two or three people at a time. Um, and, you know, it's, it's, it, thankfully I've been able to be self-employed and, and find a way to, you know, uh, make a living at it. And, um, that allows me a little bit of flexibility, especially during the week. I don't have the day job thing. I did that for a while. I was a sales rep for a while when I was, um, in my, uh, or like it's early thirties and, uh, just to, just to try it out and see if I liked it. You know, I definitely liked the marketing and promotion part of it because I love people. So, um, but I, you know, I just answer emails and if I, if there's somebody in the, in the area, you know, I meet for, we meet for lunch or I, you know, kind of like coach in a way. I don't, it, I haven't like accepted, um, compensation for any of it. I, I do it just to help. Uh, it's kind of my way of giving back, um, mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. that, you know, growing pool of talent that, you know, might need a little bit of advice, a little bit of encouragement, you know, like I was kind of not very encouraged. I mean, I was by my mother, but like the kids in school, like they were small towns. And so I was kind of picked on. And so it was, I didn't really have a good conducive environment for being able to really shine and really kind of let all that go and have the confidence to do that. So I try to get with kids that have been through similar situations, whether they were bullied or picked on at school, and then they need like somebody to kind of boost them, to give them, uh, help them seek the, the confidence they lack to pursue a dream of, of show business of some kind, whether it's singing, uh, learning a musical instrument or getting into theater uh, or voice acting. Well, I get a lot of people requesting uh, information about how to get into it or how do I submit auditions or, you know, and then I could just kind of coach them because there's not really a, um, a rule book per se. Um, but it's just a matter of getting out and getting experience as, as much and often as you can, even if you have to do a job for a while that you don't love, to, you know, to make me pay the bills and then like work on your hobby, which might be voice acting or singing in a band or getting an agent or whatever it is. I mean, and now more than ever, you have so much on the internet to people can record from home. You can get a demo reel done for a couple hundred dollars. I mean, you don't even have to, uh, gosh, it seems easier than ever, especially with COVID cause everything shut down. And then, um, even some of the auditions I've been doing lately have been remote. And then I did one session I don't know. It was about six months ago. I did it from my home studio, like with my computer and my mic and um, yeah. Where I had to have Dan. It's like you'd be a good way to get rid of a lot of competition. <laughs> like, yeah, send your tapes to me. I'll pass them along. Yeah. I mean, if I can, I mean, I don't really feel like lately I've had a lot of pull in that realm. I uh, I'm definitely open to get into directing at some point. Um, right now, I'm just trying to kind of get back into the the very competitive um, 
man, it's fierce. It's, it's tough. It's getting back into it just by doing background voices and Walla sessions and just kind of like working my way back into the field. And, um, you know, um, it's, it's a very, um, like I said, it's not just competitive. It's, it's a very, it's a, it's kind of a click. Like if you don't kind of fit in the mm. click or you don't fit a certain mold, um, at Texas is a right to work state. So if they don't like something about you or if some kind of a weird quirk, or if you have trouble standing still and folk being staying focused, like you could lose your job. I mean, like you have to really work at being disciplined, being on time and, um, not letting your ego get the best of you and act like you're something better. Just than start your own else. studio with the five of us. No big deal. <laughs> yes. I, I think I could possibly do that. I would, I would have to have help on the technology part of it. Um, but I think as far as like promoting it and um, seeking out talent or seeking out a staff or, or whatever. And then I'd have to, I would have to get with somebody on licensing and what would we be working on? Would it be something that's dubbing? Would it be like something new? Would it be somebody's new project? I would just need help with all of that. But I thought Let's about just redub it. Dragon Ball Z. They can't stop us. <laughs> <laughs> I think as long as you just do it like, and don't uh, sell it, I guess that's where the lines get weird yeah. when you try to like make something and then sell it. I don't think you're really allowed to do that with copyrighted materials. Uh, looks like we got a question on the live thing is basically asking, do you have any advice for any, um, anybody wanting to get into the career of voice acting? Yeah. That question she just answered. Oh, just oh yeah. Yeah. No, there's all kinds awesome. of, I mean, just do it. Oh, that's pretty good. Google, Google search, there's workshops, there's, um, um, people, you know, like a, conduct these things on zoom all the time. Um, and then there's a lot of things that you could pursue. I mean, you need to have a demo reel. You need to like find what you're best at and then focus on that, whether it's just whether you want to do radio or audiobooks or if you want to do character voices, or if you can do all of it, great, you know, just have it on, have it all spliced on a demo, find, find your copy. It can be anything. It could be any commercial or narration. I did some stuff for Wonderbot for a while, Wonderbot Animals, and I didn't get paid hardly at all, anything at all, but I did it for the experience. And I did that during COVID. And it was a good way for me to learn how to handle voicing long periods of long scripts, like that were seven to 13 minutes long with trying not to make a whole lot of mistakes because then you're doing a lot of editing and a lot of mm -hmm. post and submitting and then knowing how to do the technology part of uploading the file or what kind of file is it? What kind of format is it? And so yeah. um, it's, it's just good experience. If you can be able to learn how to do that kind of stuff and kind of like be your own boss and kind of like be able to like wear different hats, it helps you in the long run. And then there's agencies that, that, you know, detail how to submit a demo reel or a what it is. And then, I mean, I've, I've been seeing them now lately where they're like little videos and they have like a little, their name and then like you just can watch it or you can upload a file it's like it's really i'm old school so it's kind of over my head like i'm a little bit behind as far as that goes <laughs> my nieces could probably teach me how to do all of that stuff because you know they're 18 and 22 so are they getting into oh. voice acting um i was hoping they would um my my niece Sarah, the older one, she's a nurse and she's a nurse school. Her mom, my sister in law's a nurse, so she followed in her mother's footsteps. And she's great. Right. 
<laughs> but she's, not, she's really super sweet and full of energy. And she was a lot like me as a kid. And um, so they love her there. Like the, she's really good and caring with the patients of all ages. And she works in the ER and stuff like that. And then the younger one is more like my brother, who's uh, more of an introvert. And uh, but she's she's a, she's a little edgy. Like she likes horror movies and she dyed her hair dark black and um, she's going through kind of that phase wearing a really dark eyeliner and, and they're, and they're both dating. And it's just, I just can't wrap my brain around the fact they're dating. I'm like, well, you know, I was 18, 22. I was dating. So, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> it, they're just babies, you know, but, um, I've even got a, a guy, a really cool guy in, um, Chicago, the Chicago area work on my TikTok, And I just, I basically just hired him, uh, through a referral through Claudia Wells, who is the, she was the original Jennifer on back to the future. Um, She's several years older, but she said, you got to get with this guy. I met her at a convention and we hit it off immediately. And she's like, I've got a guy that's great. You know, with TikTok, just send him your videos. And then he just bills you or whatever. And so until I can learn how to do my own TikToks, he's been handling it for me. So So that's how people do it. Yeah. Well, I mean, you got to learn somewhere. (laughs) So my socials were kind of blown up and I'm like, I, I, you know, I, I don't take the full credit for that, but I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Dragon Ball Z is, transcending time it's it's amazing i'm just really glad that i was cast when i was cast in a show that has such longevity and uh it's like a nostalgia now at this point and the best you, narrator uh, ever yeah did you do any voices for dragon ball gt or do you do anything in dragon ball super i did uh kid goku and dragon ball gt oh yeah okay. I kid goku. <laughs> It's changed back into a kid. Go, it's okay. That was, no, it's all right. That's a good portion. I was too. wondering that too. Mm-hmm. I was that was all of it. Yeah. That was all of it. Yeah, but That's like good. I said, I you That's know I was kind of out of the loop for a while, and then also trying to go through. I was going through a lot of stuff. I was planning a wedding and trying to have kids, and uh, I had a lot of personal stuff going on. I was in a band up at the Windstar Casino for the senior breakfast, and uh, we had a band called the High Rollers, and I was working very, very diligently on that we were working up there twice a week rehearsing twice a week um learning five six hundred songs constantly sh- you know working on a show i was then i five or six hundred songs yes we had a big giant set list of anything from the 40s well actually back to the 30s all the way up through we even did the cupid shuffle because they wanted a line dance so this was a breakfast band for uh seniors uh, anyone over 55 could get in and have a big giant breakfast and middle of the week great gig because then we could still gig on the weekends with our other bands so i you know i was really focused on that that was a big deal and there's like a video on my website uh, stephanienadola.com and there's a there's a youtube video out there um of just a snippet video demo of of what we were doing performing live and stuff i i had to incorporate costumes and and comedy and skits and stuff because that's what I had done with Vince Vance and the Valiants. You know, that's where I learned how to do all of that and through the musical theater. So it makes it more of a show. It's not just something you come and listen to. It's something you can visually engage the audience and work off the crowd. And, you know, I would jump off the stage and dance with people and put the, put the wireless microphone in their face and get them to sing. And um, it was very, very, um, man, it was something. It was something else. It was a lot of fun. Can you name all 500 songs you learned? Oh, they're listed. I mean, uh, we were constantly changing our list and uh, we did, we actually added quite a bit of country music because um, up in Southeastern Oklahoma, that's what they wanted to hear. You know, they wanted line dance. So we had lots of people uh, requesting 
songs. And thankfully, I was working with some of the best musicians I've ever worked with in my life. And I still work with several of them now with my band called Moonglass. And I mean, to work with with a band that talented that had that been around for, you know, really full time musicians um, was great because it, it was a constant challenge. And like the shows were different every day. And it was like, you know, getting up in the morning and driving to Oklahoma, you know, over an hour away at six o'clock in the morning, you know, trying to wake up, but you'd have like an hour to get there. Then you'd have your coffee and you'd sit and have your, your breakfast with all the seniors. And then it's like, Ooh, showtime, you know, it was, it was just crazy to go from like weekends and you know, working, you know, till two, three, four in the morning or doing weddings, you know, like eight to one in the morning. And then like, we, now we're getting up at six and driving to Oklahoma and we're going to perform for a couple hours for seniors. It was something Rocks else. But, yeah, the promotion did it. We did the that for four years. Really. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, and I was able to utilize all the talent. Um, the, the experience from working in a R&B soul jazz 40s through the 90s show band with costumes and all, I was able to utilize what I learned from being in that band um, and incorporate into our show, especially since it was oldies. You know, I grew up on oldies Then I was toured a band with oldies music. And then here I am in another band featuring so much, you know, Elvis and Patsy Cline. And, you know, um, we did a lot of Motown music. We did Smokey Robinson. We did, I mean, I can't even think of Reese Franklin, Temptations. Yes. Uh, Buddy Holly, oh. Willie Nelson, uh, Dolly Parton, uh, Creedence Clearwater Revival. We even did some Grateful Dead. Um, gosh, did you Kenny try Rogers. to get them to throw in some anime music? Uh, no, no. Well, because most of the, our, our audience was anywhere from like 55 to 95. Mm -hmm. Like some of the people were coming in there and with walkers and Just throwing a, a walker. Years. Damn it. Maybe they want to hear Rock it. the Dragon. You don't know. <laughs> well, we did, we did some, uh, you know, some John Cougar. We did a little bit of rock too, a little bit of Southern rock, you know, here and there. And um, we did some, God, we did some Cajun music. Oh my uh, God, I'm did, so sorry. We did a lot of different stuff. What is Cajun I mean, music? Bad. Don't. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like Saturday night, and I'm, I'm going to head on over to the twist and shout. Find a two-step partner and a Cajun beat. When you lift me up, I'm going right. to find my feet. Good, right in good. the middle it of the sweet You get the idea. And add, like, food, uh, the washboard app. No. No, it's terrible. <laughs> we did everything but, like punk. We didn't do punk or ska or anything weird like that. We didn't do alternative music. We did pretty much straight away cover. There's nothing weird about ska. We can all agree on that. You did Cajun music, but not Well, just a couple. You know, we'd get people from, um, you know, from New Orleans or from Louisiana that want to hear some Cajun music. So we we made sure I'm we had there. like I'm there. one or two or three from every possible artist. Ninety five side. <laughs> everyone listening, everyone listening <laughs> I mean, you know, Tina Turner. Um, we did a little bit of eighties. Uh, I wanted to do disco, but our disco didn't fly as well as I would like for it to, because they weren't really going to get up and dance to that. They wanted to line dance. They wanted to hear the, you know, the, to do the push, do the the mashed potato and the, the gator. I mean, like, you know, just, you know, hand jive stuff. We did a lot of fifties. Yeah. Did a lot of fifties, fifties and sixties Beatles. I mean, the greats really great stuff. You want to do disco right you now? Want to do disco right now? 
<laughs> yeah, Donna Summer. Yes, anytime. She's my favorite. So I grew up literally so like learning how to sing by listening to her records when I was like three and four years old. I mean, I memorized every line of her live album, and to this day, it's my favorite album of all time. And loved ABBA. My, I guess my dad and my mom were both. They weren't musicians, but they loved music, so that we always had music going on. We always had a stereo. <laughs> Even as a little kid, we had eight-track tapes, and we would like record voices on um, the eight-track tapes. Which I God, wish I still had those. Wouldn't that be something? Diddy, diddy, it's mining out my little voices when we were kids. And you said you yeah. memorized a whole, whole CD. Oh, yeah. Start to finish. And then an I'd go to school. Kindergarten. That's, well, I can't do one song. Albums, do one song. Albums and then cassettes. But, oh, no. I mean, I, I memorized Bible verses for school and church. I mean, memorization was never a problem. I had this crazy memory. Thank, thankfully, it helped me because I was able to memorize lines and do a better job in my voice acting because I could look at the line and memorize it and then really get into the line and not be reading. Um, so that, that, that was actually something that helped me. And then the timing of matching the lift flaps was really good because I learned about rhythm by being a singer and being in a band and like learning rhythms of, you know, when to speak, how quickly to say the line and that kind of stuff. So, and having like a, you know, a sense of rhythm, I like, you know, I would like play the drums on my school books in, in class and yeah, my brother you actually was a like drummer. You sound like you're a horrible student. Horrible? Very distracting. Very distracting. <laughs> oh, I was Bad. distracted Bad. for sure. But I mean, I was, I was very, very scholastic. I was, I was very, very, I was an overachiever. I, I had to make straight A's. And so that's what's funny is that that was going to be my backup plan. I didn't make it in show business. I was going to go get a degree and, you know, and probably teach music or something like that. But uh, I always knew I wanted to record and, and write and definitely have written some songs. But, I you know, that's one of my, on my bucket list is put out an album of my music, my own music or my own choices. And I got to get my album out that I that I recorded in '97 and '98. It's called it's a the band called the Cookies, and um, it was never put in. It was never released. So um, I get people asking me to put that stuff up on CD Baby or, you know, however you do that. And that's my kind of my next goal is to get that stuff up on my website or to get it up to where fans can um, access that that music, original music. Be great. You can put it on Spotify. You can put it on Spotify. Exactly. That's and it. Not get, paid for it. not get paid for it. I'm not sure how that works, but uh, well, you, I do you, know you, that well, it's you, a, you like, get paid like a cent of a cent. You know, it's not no, that great. It's not that great. Yeah, I received um, inf you know, permission to be able to release the music from the the songwriter himself, and he did a lot of music and the background vocals with me. And uh, it's some really cool stuff. I'm like, even to this day, I'm like, man, why didn't we put this stuff out? Like. I mean, we didn't have as much we didn't have as much technology then you know this was a long time ago 20 something 25 years ago where we didn't have spotify and stuff we didn't have ways to get it out other than like some traditional way of putting out um an album that was recorded on analog and it wasn't even mm -hmm. digital yet mm -hmm. so yeah yeah really good stuff so i'm gonna try that's my next goal is to get that stuff out and about so people can hear it or print cds and have them at my comic cons and things like that and mm -hmm. if people want to hear it, yeah, yeah, they, they have trouble uh realizing that 
uh, digital was is pretty new because I was having a conversation with somebody you know, and I was like, I didn't have like a personal thing to listen to like a CD player or anything until I was in like ninth grade. And they're like, yeah. What? And I was like, in, it was a CD player. It was like, yeah. Yeah, I remember it when. It hard out here in the 90s. Because I had a Sony Walkman and it was cassettes. So as soon as I discovered cassette players and that you could record, oh my gosh, it was like, that was my thing is recording, putting batteries in it, carrying it around. I couldn't take it to school, but. Um, we couldn't either, but I did. Yeah, I would record my own radio shows with a friend of mine, and um, it was actually middle school. Uh, I started recording stuff when I was seven or eight, but when I started making my own shows and coming up with my own character voices was a little bit closer to like sixth grade, sixth and seventh grade. And so during the summer, me and my friend would make up these these characters and we'd interview each other. It was hilarious. It was hilarious. Like I learned more doing that on my own. Um definitely was my foundation for voice acting and being able to make my voice sound completely different and be a character voice actress. That, I mean, I was learning just from doing it. Prank calling my friends, you know, back before caller ID, you know. Well, it was like That's a hobby. It just kind of grew. Star 69. <laughs> yeah. 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 But I always wanted to sing. I knew that. Mm -hmm. Sing, dance, mm -hmm. act, perform, dance, uh, choreograph. So, yeah. How do you feel about... Um, like freelance dubbers because there's people on like youtube and stuff who like dub you know comics or webtoons or anime and stuff on just for their free time i think it's great practice if that's what they want to do eventually if they want to be like cast in something whether it's anime or you know because i did some work at cartoon network on okko which was lakewood plaza turbo before it was picked up by cartoon network and then actually was a show so i, I was able to fly out to la and like i think it was 2016 and record um it wasn't anime at all it was but it was a very the voice that i did provide was very much like a kid goku voice the director was a big fan so they kind of sought me out and then because i wasn't in la they ended up recasting the role but um it was nice and a totally eye-opening experience to to record and then have them you know animate around the voices which i think is what they do yeah. in, with, yeah. at disney and things like that Disney and Pixar. That's always been one of my one of my dreams is to be in a Disney movie or Pixar. I don't know what kind of connections I would have to get to, to, to even be considered, but that's always been a dream of mine. Right, Jodie Benson, exactly. And to sing like she did and be the voice, like that's something actually rare where they'll cast the same person that's voice acting as the character's speaking voice as the one that's singing and she did both which is like wow that's like a dream of mine but like i said it's very 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 competitive and um it's a cutthroat industry that man it, it'll beat you down if you let it you have to be really strong and resilient and confident and shake things off and keep getting used to the word no because you'll get a you might get a million no's and then you might get one big giant yes and then that may be kind of your your way to build your career that way. Yeah, start somewhere, you know. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, this, yeah. I mean this, this should be this inspiring should be inspiring because if they become if an they, icon in anime, one day they could be on this podcast. <laughs> Yay! I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean my, my thing now is I'm just really trying to just get into the auditions again and because and, I'm ready to work 
as a voice actor throughout the week. I'm ready to get back and doing, you know, that uh, more than I was before. So that's kind of my goal now is not just the conventions, which I love, love being in front of the people, the families and the kids and the fans. And I just love it. And I love uh, mingling with the uh, vendors, the other guests, uh, maybe going and grab dinner, go get coffee, hanging out with them and, and chatting with people that are in the industry doing whatever they do, whether it's, you know, art, if they're an artist or they draw um, for comics, you know, I, I meet some really cool people in the industry of these Comic-Con, pop culture Comic-Cons. It's not always just anime. It's like, it can be Marvel. It could be people that draw for Rick and Morty or, you know, um, the Back to the Future convention I did. It was like a retro festival kind of thing where it was all retro a lot of 80s stuff, you know, the Back to the Future movie. Um, I think Land of the Lost, not Land of the Lost, was it Land of the Lost? Land of the Lost? Uh, even stuff back in the, I think, 70s, some of those shows. Uh, lost in Space, I think, was one that some people were at. Uh, yeah, really interesting stuff. And then um, Lord of the Rings. I remember being in Australia and New Zealand years and years and years ago, appearing with some of the guests from uh, Lord of the Rings. Pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Sean Astin. Yeah. Um, yeah, he was in Stranger Things. Was he? Oh, my goodness. I didn't know. Christopher Lloyd was at one, and I got to, like, hang out with Christopher Lloyd. Like, it was crazy. Okay, I've got I a mean, plan was, for you. I was fanboying fan over that big time. <laughs> I was, couldn't believe it. You find out where Jody Benson, what, what con she's going to be at, and then you go there, and then you yeah. meet her, and then that's right. the connection. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, some people you think could help help you might not be able to at all. Like, I mean, like I said, it's it's just there's no rule book. There's no like, oh, I know so and so like, you know, and Paul McCartney told told me Paul McCartney, Paul McCartney, Paul McCartney told me that it's not cool to drop names. So just saying. That's a joke. Come on, guys. <laughs> I was like, I was blown away when you were like, Paul McCartney told me. Ah, yeah, that's just a stupid joke. Yeah. I just got it, though. It's not cool to drop names, man. It's not cool. <laughs> got it. Paul McCartney died and was replaced with a, with a doppelganger, as far as I, I know. So. Oh, some people do think that really happened. I don't. Mm -hmm. I don't but know. here's the thing. If, if I recall, Ariel had five sisters, and you could voice one. Yeah, so perfect to me. I'm, I am totally fine with voicing something small or a background character or a woman screaming or baby crying. Like I've already done that. Like I'm not like I'm well, not like I, this. Oh, I be the there story could be like five spinoffs. Like, right. Well, yeah. I mean that, and sometimes that's leads to something bigger and better. Or so, I mean, some people are perfectly happy voicing um, the supporting cast and then they, they might be really good at sounding completely different which i personally find really uh fulfilling for me personally is if i can really capture the nuance of and and sound completely different that in itself is a talent and there's people that live their life you know screaming in these video games and they aren't even necessarily a character but they're in like hundreds of video games as these monsters or some of them are the just really good at that voice or those voices and there's there's absolutely nothing wrong with that i mean you know always trying to be like the lead character and everything you know growing up that's like well that's the goal but I mean, it's not really it's like you know whatever your niche is or whatever makes you happy what's fulfilling to you um is really what it's all about you know 
because I meet a lot of voice actors and a lot of, and a lot of you know, musicians and people that are in and out of the industry in all kinds of different ways and writers and um, people that, you know, write music and lyrics. And um, it's just a matter of finding what you really do want to do. And, and if you can't, you can't do it, well, you know, find someone who can or like mentor, like, you know, go find somebody who has the time to give you some advice or go get online and, and be, you know, be humble and, and be like a sponge and listen to others that have done it and, and, just, you know, find your way through, navigate the best you can and get the experience for sure. I mean, even if you're super talented at something naturally, it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to make it big in that field. You know, I always wanted to be a recording artist. I wanted to be a pop star. Well, I lived in small towns and had to follow my parents around and wasn't ever given that opportunity, but whatever path I was on kind of led me to where I'm at today. So, and for that, I'm grateful. So we're all here. We all have a, a meaning and a purpose. And, you know, I just would always want to encourage people to follow that dream and passion and um, just be, be kind, you know, don't uh, tear someone down and, you know, I, I never, I never could. That's the one part of this business that I could never embrace and I was never good at is, you know, trampling on other people to mm. try to get a role or to, um, I, I never wanted to date somebody to get a part or, you know, you hear about those stories. It's, it's real. It's very real. Um, yeah. I never wanted to, to, to compromise my morals or something to, get ahead in the business or the industry that was never ever in my realm. Like I, I wasn't raised like that to, to, to do that. Not, not, not judging anybody, but um, that kind of stuff happens, you know, like the me too movement and like um, people getting cast in things because they are friends with the director or, you know, like that kind of stuff does happen. And um, I'd like to think that people get there through tenacity and for, through talent, but I've, I've, I know way too many people in not just voice acting, but in music that are absolutely phenomenal musicians, writers, and they never, you'll never hear them on the radio. Yeah. Uh, but now that, you know, we've got, look at what we're doing right here. Like this is, there's so many avenues for people to showcase their talent and express themselves online or through, through all these different avenues. So, I mean, there's YouTube, there's, you know, there's people that become famous from yeah, making amazing TikTok videos or whatever it is that they do. So, I mean, the, the possibilities are endless, you know, um, if you got a passion for something, you know, you know, go for it, you know, share your gifts, you know, we're, that's what we're here to do. Share your gifts with other people. Don't get all big headed and think you're all that. that that's never. Well, I was born with this what you say? I said I was born with this big head. Oh yeah, gotta butter it up to get through the door. Yeah, yeah. But good thing I'm short, so I don't hit my head on too much. Yeah, right. So yeah, I mean, it's just a matter of you know trying to just do what, do the best you can while we're here. Like it's just seriously a vapor and we're gone. Like I mean, I'm already like, how how can I possibly be? How did this happen? You know. And you get older and time goes way faster as you get older. Have you guys noticed? Well, like I've when you're like noticed. Eight or nine years, you know, when you're eight, seven, eight, nine years old, like a year is like an eternity. And now I feel like it got like, faster okay, when I had my kids. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I had them and I'm thinking, how are you five? How did I age yeah, so quickly? <laughs> yes, time will fly by. 
Um, mm-hmm. Just got to make mm-hmm. the most of it and be mindful, live in the moment, and um, yeah, just try to be a good person. I mean, even mm-hmm. you know, whatever you believe spiritually, you know, just it's good to have integrity and be good, be a good person. Learn from your mistakes, you know. And it's a journey. People, I know it sounds cliche, but it's it really is a journey. You know, it's not just one thing. It's 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 your path, and everyone has there. Everyone has one, and uh, I think it's it's good to learn from other people's experiences and hopefully I'm doing that in some way, um, helping, you know, through my work or through this interview or whatever, if it helps inspire somebody or if something that you do keeps somebody from literally like giving up on life, you know, or checking out like, well, that's, that's, that's a pretty darn good reason to be alive, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm just, I'm really thankful for your presence in my childhood when I was, watching Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z. I know you were a big, big part of my brother's life because I mean, he grew up in the 80s. He's 30. And I just know, like, I'm going to tell him later, like, guess who I interviewed? Oh, yeah. I love it. That's great. Uh, I was born in the 90s. I'm 30. Yeah. A lot of my friends from high school have kids that grew up watching it. And some Mm -hmm. of the, I don't know, some of their cousins. and, And so I, I get, occasionally I'll get you know, because it's easy to, to track people down with social media now more than ever. And so, you know, people reach out and say, oh, my gosh, I didn't realize that you were so go on my brother, my little brother loves it or whatever. And so they'll just be like, oh, man, is it or not? Like, I remember growing up in Eagle Pass on the border of Mexico near um, San Antonio. And um, I have some of my childhood friends who had kids that are like blown away and they're like oh my gosh i have to get an autograph so then i'm like well i gotta send them an autograph so then i'm sending like an autograph to like my old address my old street that i grew up on it's it's just crazy well, trust it's and like, believe oh. i will be on facebook later tonight hunting down people that are <laughs> we used to fuss about dragon ball z with just so i could be like Haha, i'm the best <laughs> yeah yeah, you I mean, I'm just glad that it's as popular as it's been. It's like, I mean, I thought that my work was done years ago, and that's kind of like never, it. Like, why never. would they want you know me to come to a, a convention? But, but mm-hmm. there's still a an outlet for that. There's people that want to come and get their Funko Pop signed or buy a poster or you know, yeah, it's great. I love it. Mm-hmm. No, it's like I finally kind of fit in somewhere. Like all my life, I'm like, where do I have a misfit? You know. And now I can go to these anime conventions where people are misfits can come together and find some kind of unity and people that understand them. Big fan of that. Uh, Do they contact you to do like the voices for the, like the recent, like the newer games when they come out or do like the, well, no, not really lately because um, from what I understand, Kai and super, my characters have already, grown up so they obviously utilize Kyle Bear for the voice voice of Go Gohan and then of course Sean Shepard for, for Goku because he's an adult so um you should you know, bust because they still have Goten. Oh Goten yeah. as a boy mm-hmm. it's, a, oh. it's a young <laughs> it's it's a yeah, they brother. still have kid Goku and all the games do they just yeah, reuse your old voice oh. or do they do you redub it? I'm not sure. I didn't think there were any more of those, but what do I know? I don't know. I, just, uh, I think Kakarot came out not too long ago. They made a, a game, Dragon Ball Z Kakarot, and it does like the all of his story. So, and I know yeah, Gohan. Not- I know Gohan is in it. I was playing it. 
I, I did uh, I did do some video, quite a few of them, but nothing recently. I did um, Budokai, Tenchaiki, did some stuff for Atari. Um, oh, wow. I missed the Atari. But I mean, the last time I did a video game was like in 09. Like, it was like a long oh, time Oh, yeah, ago. no, you, they didn't. They didn't. You should fuss at them for not contacting you for Kakarot. <laughs> you guys, what about Goku? Go on. He's still here. In the back of your huh. backyard. It's like all right yeah. here at Dallas Fort Worth. So... No, I'm back in the. I'm kind of back in the groove now. I did a bunch of auditions here recently. Did a Walla session last night with a couple of girl, girls, friends that I that I've done some Walla sessions with before, and it's like they kind of pick the same people sometimes uh, because we mesh well. I like I know the the session we did last night was a lot of children voices, little girls and little boys, and so it's like oh well, I see why they called me in for that, <laughs> but. uh <laughs> I, I don't like being stereotyped. I definitely have an arsenal of crazy, like East Kai. I don't know if you guys know I did the voice of East Kai. By complete really? chance, I got that. Really? Yes. Oh my, I'm the queen. <laughs> yes, I got that audition by complete chance while I was already there recording for Gohan. And um, director's like, hey, we think we know who we're going to you know, utilize for this character. What do you think this character would sound like and so i just gave him some wacky over the top insane like well, that's perfect crazy for dragon ball <laughs> yeah 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 it was dragon ball z when they go to the uh the after yeah the world, yeah, the world tournament <laughs> yeah yeah she went on the scooter with the the whiskers and the, anyway yes i'm the queen yeah it's totally insane and i mean i'm sure i i got that part because i can actually picture the east guy when she starts saying it yeah like Dead, like, dead, dead, you know, close your eyes and then just envision it. <laughs> At first, I was like, Which one is the East Kai? And then, like, as she started talking, I was like, Okay, I know which one she's talking about now. Yeah, she's the frumpy one with the little wig and the hat, and she rides on the scooter and she wants to win. And yeah, and win. you know, funny, I did a, I just did a, a convention with Mark Britton, and he plays, I think, not King Kai, one of the other Kai's, Grand Kai. No. Hi, Grand Kai with all the yeah, bro, not uh, very, very, very. yeah. He plays corn the cat, and we just did some funny TikToks because uh, he's a stand-up comedian. So um, we were just doing kind of really? these fun voices back and forth. Yeah, yeah. And I'm going to be appearing with him in Wichita, Kansas, this weekend, and we're going to do some more and have a really good time. So, and that's an anime convention. So, yeah, I got a lot of fun stuff lined up. This has been a good year. Ugh, after a long, tumultuous several years. Um, so yeah. Happy, yeah. Really appreciate you guys having me on the on the show. Is this something you guys do all the time, like a regular? None of or? these other people are part of the show. We just invited them on to talk to you. Oh, oh, <laughs> great! Cool. I have my own. Well, I'm yeah. on another podcast. My own too. <laughs> yeah, same here. That's great. I'm, that's another thing that I. I think would be fun if I, I mean at some point it'd be fun to put together a show because like I did those funny ones when I was growing up it's like some kind of a show or a podcast or maybe something surrounding like my life experience in voice acting and being a singer yes. musician I would listen to that for sure I'm cool with like being a sidekick you know on a show like I did one years ago it's called it was on home improvements and I had just redone my house and so I was kind of the little comedic side sidekick chick that uh because the guy that was running it was not really experienced in radio or voice acting. So I kind of came on and kind of like the comedic side. It was a really good experience. It was no, it wasn't for compensation. It was just all for something oh. fun on a Saturday morning. Well, you know? We're all here for the love of the game. 
So yeah. yeah, whenever you whenever you start your own podcast, just let me know. I'd be happy to be on it with you. I appreciate you inviting yeah. me that way. Give me some pointers. <laughs> like, how do you do this stuff, and where do you find content, and how do you get Bad. your yes? yes well, you see, I have a co-host, and my my thing is, I I let him do all the hard work, and I just show up and talk. <laughs> just the research, and then you just kind of go along. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I think that it would be. I mean, just me personally, just used to sharing the stage and working with groups of people and i think that it would be uh best if i if i did start doing something like that to do that with somebody else mm -hmm. and kind of like not feel like i have to carry the burden of doing all the work all the time if i don't have time to to put a lot of time into it i think it'd be better for me to kind of have like somebody to bounce off of you know mm -hmm. two perspectives I to, yeah i used to do i used to be a one-woman show but I used to, now I have like people come on to like discuss whatever we want to talk about on the series. Um, right. But, I mean, I would love to listen to a podcast made by you. <laughs> it's your. Oh, I, it would be silly. I'm telling you. <laughs> I mean, I'm cheesy, but like, I mean, hopefully in a comedic, fun way. Um, mm -hmm. But I mean, I would like to think that it would be entertaining. For uh, I mm -hmm. mean, it, it'd be it'd be crazy. I'd, I'd definitely be throwing in some of the fun parodies and you know comedic stuff for sure utilizing the voices so but i think it'd be fun to kind of like i don't know maybe interview some other people or just talk about i don't know universal things that people can relate to that would people would find interesting yeah mm -hmm. so that's that's a, thing, a matter of like if i was even going to have time to do that what how would i do that when i go about that but i tell you mm -hmm. what though if i want to do something and i'm and i'm all in i'm like we're going to do this we're going to do it I'm, we're going to do this. But I think before I would do something like that, I'd probably want to get back into the music and cut an album and get my music mm -hmm. up there. Fans what are asking me. Like, is watch Stranger Things than do a Stranger Things podcast. Uh, I'd have to do so much research because I have no, no idea what yeah. shows. Just I'm hearing a lot of They're running up on my on the hill cover because that's what's been trending. Yeah. And then you just. Um, that's all I've been jamming out to it all the time. <laughs> that's that's not a cover. Running up that hill by Kate Bush. Yeah, it came out eighty four. I, mm -hmm. I thought placebo made that song for like the past twenty years. I never knew the placebo version yeah. was a cover. Yeah. Oh, that was a cover. Yeah, and somebody just covered uh, like there's another one that just came out recently that somebody covered, and I was like, wow, that's re sounds really good. Like because I listened to some of the. I wouldn't say full-blown alternative, but like kind of the edgy pop stuff. Like I listen to Imagine Dragons and um, oh. God, some of them, I don't even know. Cause I, I, some of the mainstream rap, not so much, but I'm a big Gaga fan. Love Lady Gaga. She just came out with a new song. I heard it today. Mm -hmm. And then there was another, uh, I love the Cranberries from the nineties and Ace of Bass. And uh, somebody redid one of the Cranberry songs. It was all like grungy. It was really, really rough and kind of rocky and, but there was one today. Gosh, I can't think of it. And then somebody also did a really good rendition of Africa by Toto. I'm a huge Toto fan. No, no one did a good rendition of Africa by Toto. Yes, they did. They were very tasteful with it. They didn't take it crazy or make it weird. They, 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 you know, didn't try to oversing it or jazz it up too much. You know, so I was very impressed with that rendition. The Weezer's a good band. Um, yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I've, I've got to have my tunes. I got to have my music in the car or I'll go crazy. I've got to, but I, if something comes on, I don't like, I'm like, I'm constantly changing the channel. And I'm, I've been listening to a lot of talk radio, um, 
uh, my boyfriend and business manager, Dan, and the guy I keep talking about, he has a, he works at Salem communications. And so I've been like really kind of tuning into some of it. Um, it's Christian based radio. So it is, but it's all faith kind of faith based, but it's also, mm-hmm. uh, I'm not a big politics fan per se, as far as speaking and hearing and listening to a lot of stuff about politics, but um, some of the, the uh, talk show hosts are, are kind of intriguing. And I've been kind of listening to some of that. If the radio gets crazier, there's a lot of ads. I just kind of go back and forth and listen to talk radio. Cause I'm on the road a lot. I commute all of the place. I'm always driving around the Metroplex doing this and that auditioning for this and then I go to see my nieces and uh, yeah. So I got to have my tunes, got to have my music. Mm-hmm. I got Donna Summer on speed dial, Donna Summer, Neil Diamond. I got like all my favorites. Like if everything goes south, I've got my backup tunes. <gasps> That's how I feel yeah. about the bare naked ladies, you know? Oh yeah. One of your favorite bands. I, 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 I know who you're talking about, but I, um, I don't know. Do you guys ever listen to like, um, like seventies classic rock or anything like that. Just, I mean, mm. no one much younger, but like every once in a while, lived lived off of it for the longest time. And what about I retro eighties? It's it's, it's why journey and all that. Yeah, it's I'm, why I played music in Chicago, the time, so. Chicago Steely Dan. Oh yeah, I saw Chicago live, and they played for three hours without taking a break, and it was insane. Wow. I just saw a tribute band. Not long ago, like a month ago, a friend of mine's on trumpet, and I mean, I was blown away, blown away. They sounded just like I, them. I didn't. I didn't know Chicago had thirteen members. It was. <laughs> oh, it was huge. Yes, and they played stuff from the six or seventies and the eighties, and even some of the, I think some of their not, their newer stuff, but mostly seventies. Uh, so I, it took me back to being a kid. Like music will take you back to where you were when the song you first heard the song. That's what's so cool about music. And I don't know anybody who doesn't listen to some kind of music. You know what I mean? Like everybody you meet, you're like, hey, what kind of music do you listen to? You can always ask them that. Or what do you? What's your favorite show? Or what do you know? What do you? What's your favorite hobby? You're like everybody I know, I can yeah. talk to somebody bond over music, and I love that. So. All right. All right. Well, we appreciate you coming on. We don't want to keep you all night. We know you have a dog to play with. Uh, I do. Kitty cats. Cute kitty cats. I'm in a hotel right now. It's kind of weird. I'm in limbo, but I'm embracing it. Well, as yeah. long as the, the dogs and the cats are okay. But, the dogs uh, and cats eat better than we do. I'm telling you, they eat like kings and queens. They're great. They're my royalty. They deserve but it. But they're my babies. They do. I have to nurture. That's that. My mom was very nurturing, and so therefore, I am a lot like her, and I'm, I'd like to, to nurture others. So I got to have kiddos or little my little dog in a little what is it a little boy in a dog suit that's what i call him he's my son he's my son i'm teaching him how to talk you heard him I remember. Mm-hmm. he's good i was impressed yeah yeah thanks for having me if you ever want to do this again just just holler at me maybe we can do another one that sounds good I did, do I any of you guys have any that. questions for her before we wrap it up um who no. wants to go first i'm good <laughs> put you on the spot i i'm i'm good Oh, I I don't know if I have any more questions. I'm just like I'm just happy she was here. <laughs> just, yeah, pretty good. My pleasure. My pleasure. I'm, I, I can always be reached at stephanienadalny.com or stephaniefanmail at gmail.com. So I answer all my fans. If you have any questions or anybody that wants to me to shoot them an autograph, or if they want to kind of know where I'm going to be, if they want to know which conventions I'm at or whatever, I try to stay on top of the promotion of that on my social media as well. 
Would you ever consider yes. being on our podcast? All our individual ones? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why, why not? I mean, absolutely. You know, in between traveling and yeah, weeknights or whatever. Yeah, okay. I could probably do that. Oh my gosh, I feel like I'm I'm, I'm talking to don't a worry I'll, I'll join on all of their yes. and, do, and then go on my the one that i'm on too i can yeah. learn stuff from you guys you guys got you know the podcast maybe one day i might want to do that i don't know i mean i'd have to yeah. learn oh i told you you, the the you are the one america i love this i wasn't sure what to expect i was like i knew something was going on with this and i link on this and i just wasn't sure because i had to wrap up my auditions and stuff but it worked mm -hmm. out it worked out mm -hmm. glad it did yeah, we're right. glad to well, do we too. appreciate you coming on. Mm -hmm. uh, we appreciate everyone listening. Uh, all right, kiddos, it's time to sneak your dad's anime stash back into his room before he finds it. Make sure you tune in Friday for our review of Dragon Ball Z Wrath of the Dragon as we do Dragon Ball all month. All uh, month. We uh, do have a, we have a Dragon Ball Z Saiyan Saga review. We need to record some time, but due to someone falling asleep and not responding, it didn't happen, but we will have that on the books. And then in two weeks, we have our Dragon Ball Z trivia. So stay tuned for that. Stay tuned for that. Everybody, have a great night. Have a great night. Yes, thanks for having me, guys. Oh, oh, thank you. Thank you. Now it's time to go get some food. Yeah. Hey there, kiddos. Looks like you found your dad's anime stash. Ah, daddy's better. Now I will be able to move freely. All right. Now go. Yes, sir. I I often feel both emotions, which are anger and hunger. You know what I haven't done lately is target a ten-year-old. Uh, and send his grandfather to the, sh to the shadow rep. He can take a hell of a punch. Yeah, because he's got the, what does he call it? Stone, or, no, what is it? Stoner. Yeah. Rock hard. Yeah. Turns rock hard. He goes rock hard. <laughs> a, a raging, what would you guys, at least just like. a raging red rock. A, a raging. <laughs> <laughs> Look out, guys, I'm going rock hard. So Did you move the two? Yeah, you minus. carry it. Oh, you, you got to carry it. Yeah, and then you put the zero down so you can carry it uh, back from the top. You multiply. Yeah. You put it in a pool and diversify. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And then you square <laughs> it, and then you should, you should get somewhere <laughs> to our actual rating. I don't know, it's somewhere, it's a C plus or a B minus, Justin. Look, what, what we're telling the fans <laughs> is that our ratings are super complicated, and you just wouldn't get them. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's an us, it's an, figure this it's a out. you thing, not an us thing. It's your fault. Yeah. And if you think we're wrong, you're wrong. We know exactly. what we're talking about. But make sure you very carefully sneak back into your dad's room. Put that stash right back under his bed and go to our Facebook page at Dad's Anime Stash and our YouTube. And make sure you like and subscribe on any platform.